All right, we're at the Illinois Hemp Growers Association with Mia Canna, Kirk from Mia Canna, actually. Kirk, welcome to uh, the first video edition of the Chillinois podcast. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about Mia Canna. Uh, Mia Canna, uh, we're a large-scale uh, extraction facility that can also do further processing into further raw materials, or we can also take it to retail manufacturing. Um, we're just outside of Chicago, actually just outside of Joliet. Um, we did our we do our extraction out of a facility in Manuka, and about 15 minutes late uh, away is uh, Rockdale, where we do the final uh, processing and, and manufacturing. Um, actually, we we will have it all in Manuka soon. We just purchased the entire 11 acre complex, so we're going to be building out of different things in the industry, um, and and that's definitely uh, been a blessing for us to be able to expand in some of the, such volatile volatile uh, markets right now. Yeah. Well, uh, before we get any farther, why don't you tell uh, our listeners where we can like find you and support you online? Uh, well, online we're at uh, www.miacana.com. Our retail brand is Mia Vero, so that's M-I-A-V-E-R-O.com. Um, that's where you'll find you know pretty much like uh, gummies, t- tinctures, capsules. Um, Perfect. Yeah, but uh, we're mainly is we, we're processors. You awesome. know, that, that's been our, our main objective, and we're just trying to start moving into retail to, to provide some outlets for some of the smaller farmers in the area. Gotcha. Well, I'm looking at our uh, uh, the display behind us. Also, the links to Mia Can are going to be in our podcast description, so if you just want to click, copy, and paste, it'll be right there for you, easy to find them. Um, looks like maybe you do have some products to market is that uh, retail white label is that what we're seeing over there yeah we're finally to the point where we're offering uh, white label we've been dragging our feet a little bit because we wanted to get all of our own retail uh, uh, products perfect and as perfect as we can uh, we partner with an fda audited co-packing facility they have some pretty stringent uh you know requirements and sops and yeah um we pretty much wanted to build there first before we started offering white label which now we're starting to open the door to that Awesome. Uh, but basically, you know, we're like I said, we're we're extractors first, um, and we can we can cover a lot of material pretty much for everybody in the state. And we also bring in uh, stuff in as far as California and Oregon too. You know, uh, Midwest has been growing you know, substantially, so it's really nice to see we're pulling materials from the West Coast, refining them, and actually sending them the, the raw materials, you know, raw ingredients back to them. So that kind of s- says where we're at in the Midwest right now. We're awesome. Growing, you know. Hell yeah. Well, what what brought you into the hemp industry? Like, how long have you been in the industry itself, and kind of what brought you here? Right, so I've been in the industry for about four years. Um, pretty much always been a serial entrepreneur. I uh, had a trucking firm for about 14 years. Uh, we did uh, delivered gas to gas stations primarily. Um, I sold that to my partner, um, and wasn't quite sure where I was going to go. I do real estate, I do stand-up. Um, and somebody approached me to organize teams of uh, loan merchants, uh, MCAs. Um, I'm not a big fan of those, but at the time I had to res- I, I can pull teams together rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the products we are offering translate into the cannabis industry as far as financing, because it's been such a struggle for everybody to get financing. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere along the line, that's how I, I grew relationships with different labs. Um, because at that time I had a company called Canna Wealth Elevation, and pretty much we were we were a brokerage. We were just a, an actual brick and mortar brokerage. It was a team of about twelve. And what I realized is, as I built these lab 
uh, relationships, people were asking me, hey, do you know where I can find ISIS? And I said, like, yeah, call so-and-so. And I didn't realize I was brokering for free at that time. So that's where that took a, a, a kind of a turn. But what's interesting, um, at the same time as I learned more about the industry, more that what this plant can do, uh, my, I had an 18-year-old had a near-fatal motor, motorcycle accident. And head and chest was fine, but all the arms just really bad. You know, I th- he just had his 12th surgery, and it's been over two years. Um, but the point of all this, he was in the hospital for four weeks. He was in rehab for four weeks, and when we got home, they sent him home on fentanyl and Norco and gabapentin and stuff like that. Um, my wife is a uh, certified holistic cannabis practitioner, so within a week and a half of getting back home, between CBD, some other minors, and then also a THC oil that we make, we had him off 100% of all of his medications. Wow. So as we got into the industry, we always hear people's testimony, what it can do, and then all of a sudden we had a glaring example of, of you know, for ourselves. And after that, we were, that was, we're hooked. We're never going to leave the industry one way or the other. Absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty hard to deny the power of the plant when you see it happening to your own flesh and blood, you know, and getting them off of those nasty opioids and just all that stuff that they don't need to be on. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, So what's what's the most inspiring product that you guys make or like what's what's kind of your favorite retail product that you guys have available you know as far as retail and it's funny too because i was not a big believer believer in staff yeah um but the staff that we have you know i I, we were selling we just see repeat customers repeat customers and that just grows and grows and grows so uh, we actually ran out for a minute and that was seemed like it was you know unfortunate for some people we didn't realize how much some people relied on it um, so I would say that is our, our one of our best products as far as a retail brand um, goes. Um, you know, also now we besides tinctures, it seems like a lot of the industry is moving away from tinctures. I like using tinctures, but not everybody wants to taste anything, whether you're flavoring it or not. So now we offer, uh, you know, tea-free capsules or full-spectrum capsules, and, cool. and that seems to be doing really well. This very yeah, cool. Absolutely. Um, so what do you? think that the future of the hemp industry looks like or what do you hope that it looks like well you know there's a lot of talk about you know everybody's waiting for the fda regulations you know and and we don't know what those will look like you know um there's a lot of theory out there that they'll look favorably and then uh you know a lot of industries that are on the sideline will then jump in and and grow more more demand um if, if they happen to not be great regulations you know i'm not sure what they'll look at but at least we'll know where we're at um as far as hemp as a whole i mean everybody's starting to learn uh, all the millions of different products that can be made from hemp yeah uh one of the biggest things we don't have a real infrastructure in this country to develop 100 percent uh hemp clothing and Mm -hmm. you know into the different paper products and you know, so that means everything we make right now is at a higher cost, yeah. uh, which means we have to find people who want to pay for those because of what they are. Yeah. Um, but once we get a bigger infrastructure going where we can start competing with cotton and, and wood products and stuff like that, I think yeah. we'll see a dramatic change. It's like people have invested a lot in, in those industries because they've been out of the shadows for quite a while versus hemp and cannabis, which is kind of enforced into the shadows you have the problem of trying to scale up and like there's not even i mean correct me if i'm wrong here but there's not like an equivalent to a combine for for hemp like right so um and that's not because we couldn't come up with it it's because this industry is you know just it's just a seedling to pun intended you know so um 
everybody's still exploring. I mean, even when it comes to cannabinoids, we're right. still exploring, you know, right. uh, and, and um, we're still fighting stereotypes, you yep. know, of, of, of what this is, you know, we're hearing it left and right. And, um, you know, I think, I think it's everybody's responsibility who's in this industry or buys a product that finds some comfort in it. They, they need to say something. They need to talk about it, you know. Yeah. Um, I think it's the only way we're going to get any, anywhere with some of these false narratives that are out there about the plant. Right, people coming out and, and voicing that, hey, like, you know, you, the story with your with your son, like, hey, this is what happened. Like, it, just that story in and of itself, just talking about it, just, yeah, that in and of itself brings awareness to the issue, and that's important. Absolutely. For, that's just what I try to tell people when people, and they, they give these fantastic testimonials, stuff. oh, please, you know, you yeah, need to sure. not just give it to us, please tell everybody you can. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, without giving away any industry secrets, what are some things that our listeners may be surprised to know about, like, extraction or about hemp? All right. Um, well, I just, when we talk about extraction, so we're, we're ethanol extractors. Uh, we're cryoethanol extractors. We, we, we extract at negative 40C. Um, what it really is, it's really is a combination of, of a tea bag and a washing machine. <laughs> so you, you, you load up a bag full of hemp and you throw it in this giant machine and it floods it full of ethanol and it agitates just like your washing machine and you pull the you pull the material out or the liquid out and you spin it just like a washing machine. You yeah. Know? So um, that's it's it's really not that simple or uh, it's as simple as that. Um, it's you talk to a lot of people sometimes in labs and you ask them questions about what they're doing and they. They, everybody says, well, it's very proprietary. I can't tell you anything. Mm-hmm. When, honestly, a lot of this is eighth grade science. Right. Um, you know, where I think some of the assets come is the people who are running that, that machinery, you know, the team you have to go ahead and do R, R&D and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're a good size extractor. Um, we've been in business for about two years now. Um, we can process right now about four to 5,000 pounds per day, which we have, we, can, we have the capacity to triple that on extraction, but we don't have the capacity to uh, do solvent recovery on all that right now. Uh, we have purchased mach- two new machines that we have actually have uh, in our possession right now, so that will be hopefully, you know. Be, everybody says my lab will be running in four weeks, but it's really going to be fall, so right. we'll see how long this takes. But at that point, we'll be able to run ten to 15,000 pounds per day. Um, and again, we have, you know, we, we have a couple double PhDs that are working on the, on the higher side of, of processing for us. Um, it's just, uh, it's an incredible team we have. You know, we, not everybody's from the industry, but they've brought special uh, uh, skills, uh, skill sets from other industries that work well, because it's not just about extraction. It's also about management. It's, it's about, you know, marketing. It's, it's, it's a, the R&D is, I think, what makes it special. You know, we can't make claims of what this will do, but we are constantly trying to work on different mixtures of cannabinoids or other things in the pharmaceutical arena that uh, can bring relief to people of many different uh, suffering. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think uh, supply is going to keep up with demand? All right, so <laughs> so yeah, we, saw, we saw the hemp grow uh, from eight, you know, it, it grew from eight, 2018 to 2019 and, and then 2019 to 2020 and now it's on a decline so we have yet to see uh yeah we all know how many licenses were out there this year but we'll see how many actually uh, planted grew harvested and i i think it's going to be significantly less than last year yeah. um there are still some uh stores of 2019 out there 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's more of 2020, but at some point they'll, they'll be gone. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, just my opinion. I think that once we get through this harvest and we get into the spring, we'll really know where we're at. And I think, uh, you know, supply will be way down. Yeah. Um, which, you know, unfortunately, that's because a lot of people have dropped out. They didn't make it. The labs have shut down, you know. Um, but who I think the people who are here uh, should should look a little bit better. You know, yeah. I haven't said anything that positive about the industry in the last couple of years you know i've been seeing you know we've had to pivot an awful lot and we've been fortunate to be able to pivot and change our models and change out equipment but um you know i i think it's going to be a little better good yeah yeah for sure even if it doesn't and if it starts to dip i think as we get more infrastructure for the fiber side the seed side stalk side um, I think they'll pick up the slack of, of what you know farmers need to do. I, I have to hope that things are going to get better, you know, um, with what you've seen, and, and not to get political, but w- with what you've seen in the last administration that may not have been so cannabis friendly. You know, we saw a, uh, what was it, the 2018 uh, hemp farm, farm bill. bill. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's certainly changed the industry a lot we've seen a lot of different people pop up as a result of that bill um but it's my hope that that going forward we see uh, continued improvements um is there anything specifically that would make uh the job as your job easier uh, well i i think regulations some type of regulations I, it's not that i'm looking for regulations because i want restraints yeah. yeah um but you know there's some bad actors some there's some actors that they're not bad actors they just don't have the capabilities of of being safe right um you know so you have a lot of stories out there that i think that's one of the ways um uh, we're gonna to to mediate that um, also, there's a lot of companies out there that want to be involved with what we do, and they're just staying to the side. You know, I mean, even we're still, I mean, they're changing stuff with banking, but it's still, it's still an issue mm-hmm. for banking. And, you know, some of these large uh, companies with a lot of capital uh, uh, abilities, they're, they're not going to jump in yet if they think they can't send a wire or they can't, you know, can't hold money for that type of yeah, product. Or so, can't, or can't get a house or any other type of loan like those situations that some people find themselves in just by being involved in the business you know right, what i mean right it's a whole complication yeah so so i think that's one and then just advocacy of course is is the second and um and we just we need to talk it up to everybody you know right i think what's key uh is that um i hope we get to a place where there's not this distinction between cannabis and hemp because we'll be talking to some other folks later, but one of the complications I've heard about your job that you don't face in any other real, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but you don't face in any other agricultural field, pun intended. Um, the, the idea that your crop could be illegal just because it goes over a number. Right. You know what I mean? And the fact that they actually define those as different plants, even though, the same plant genus and species wise right same plant we're just talking different levels of cannabinoids at the end result right so yeah Yeah, still stigma i mean you have stigma and then you have different interest groups that don't want to see it succeed because it'll compete with them right um you know but that's that's kind of like a lot of industries right you know whoever is in it first they want to keep somebody out of it yeah 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 it's unfortunate oh yeah
Well, cool. Thank you for joining us on this chilly morning. Justine, do you have any other questions for uh, Mia Canna? No, I think I covered everything. I appreciate your time. No, I pre- yeah. yeah, thank you very much. And for I'd the love to have you on, uh, like, for an actual formal podcast. We sometimes will do a sit down. Uh, sometimes we do it via Zoom, but sit down, you know, for 30 I, minutes. I would or prefer so that. To talk yeah, I, yeah. I, I prefer to just wing it. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right.